Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast, where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues. Today's topic is boundaries, how to set them. Let's find out. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. So in an increasingly connected world, people almost always want more of us, not less of us. If this crazy pandemic has taught us something, it's that self-care and being able to set boundaries are essential to our actual survival. Because without it, a relationship can go quickly from mutual respect to booty calls at midnight. Personally, Setting boundaries has been the most important skill I've ever learned and sometimes honestly still struggle to continue to apply it, which is why this episode has me excited as fuck. Um, But before we jump in, I have Aisha here with us. Aisha, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. And you know how what we always tell our friends? What do we tell our friends? Subscribe. Oh, yeah. Podcast, (laughs) wherever you get this. (laughs) Yes, those friends. Yes. Listen, (laughs) tell, tell your friends. Aisha's still waking up. It's Sunday at 12. I get it. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. The world is opening. We're tired. It happens. So tired. Um, but yes, guys, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it. And remember to tell friends and leave us a five-star rating or review wherever you get it. Uh, we're also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. And you know what? I'm consolidating. So now I'm all, I'm picking which ones I want because oh. there's no point. This is too complicated. So guys, just follow me. I'm at Instagram at Natasha Chandel, TikTok, Natasha.Chandel. And just for fucking fun, Twitter, if you want, but it's really not dating related. Natasha underscore Chandel. <laughs> um, we also have merch available for Kind of Dating. Please support this independent podcast uh, and buy our merch on tpublic.com. I am so excited to have this guest because I know most of you actually like legit follow her um, and uh, on Instagram, you know her, I know her, Aisha knows her. She's the shit. Um, She's therapist, content creator, author of Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Everyone welcome, Nedra Glover Tawab. Nedra, this is where like, you know, imagine. Applause. An applause. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Such a warm welcome. Oh man, you deserve it. You, you you make everybody's uh life a little bit easier. So yeah, you definitely deserve that. I mean other people deserve it too, but you a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> um you know, I I was reading up a, a little bit about you, and I remember reading that that you weren't obviously setting out to exactly be the kind of Instagram influencer you have become. Um, do you mind just telling people a little bit how how that kind of came about? 
Yes. Um, I was very anti-social media. Um, I used to be one of those people like, don't use Facebook. Don't, you know, text me the pictures. I'm not on there. Um, so I have Facebook from 2009 to 2010 for personal use. I did not like it. I left. Um, and then I had Instagram, but I didn't have the app on my phone. So every once in a while, I'll put it on there and look. But I wasn't really consistent with it personally. But um, in 2017, I, um, I have a group practice and we had someone kind of posting things for our group practice. And I actually looked at it one day. I think someone was posting stuff for about two years. And in 2017, I actually looked at it and I was like, huh. I can post stuff that's better than this because it was just stuff from Pinterest that she would pull and put on there. And that's how I started. I just started posting stuff instead of having someone else do it. And I actually enjoyed it. And it's so funny to my friends that I use Instagram to this capacity. Like they think it's the most, like, remember, you didn't even know how to. (laughs) I know it's funny, right? Remember, I didn't even post pictures and look at me. I'm, you know, I have 800,000 followers. So this is like very funny to them, but I wanted to, you know, maybe flip the script and use it very intentionally. Um, I still think personally is not my preferred method of contact, but in terms of wellness and professional use, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing way to get your message out to people who would not normally be able to have contact with you. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, girl, imagine if all those like 865,000 followers hit you up personally. Uh, I know, I know. So this way it's great. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I did not know about social media is that it could be a good place because I wasn't using it. And so I heard all of the terrible things about it. I didn't really give it a chance. I was just like, I don't need that drama in my life, right? Uh, and then I got on here and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm actually making friends and I, I'm building community. And it, it felt like a really good, authentic space and not what I assumed it to be. So now I'm a proponent of creating the space that you want on social media, you know, treating it as your house. Like, who do you want to, to come over? You know, what sort of people do you need to kick out? You know, for me, it's spam and bots and, you know, mean people in the comments and those sorts of things, but being very intentional about the usage because now social media is a very big part of you know, most of our lives, whether it's, you know, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever platform. No, it it very much is. And we're we're definitely going to discuss the boundaries of that in social media when it comes to relationships a little bit later. But Aisha, you got to ask the main question. What's the first question we normally ask before I jumped into this other one? (laughs) Right. So first thing we always ask all of our guests is, are you single or in a relationship? I am in a relationship. Yeah, you're you're in a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just making a guess. I don't actually. I'm in a lot of good ones, but in terms of <laughs> partnership, um, yes, I'm married. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, that means people will take you more seriously because right. our guests, our listeners, just <laughs> take married people more seriously. Do rightfully they? so. Yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, in a sense, right? Don't take advice from the single people. Right. 
<laughs> well, some single people will say, you don't know what I'm talking about because you're married. And I'm like, that's exactly why I know what I'm talking about, right? I can lead you to me. No, I don't. <laughs> I know there's no right answer. <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm just talking. So you you have this amazing book um, and I have my copy and I, and I went through it. So it's Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. And I think it's so important in 2021. Um, it's always been important, very much so now. Um, but I think this concept of boundaries doesn't always make sense to people. So do you mind breaking down first? Like what, what do you mean and what do we mean when we say boundaries? Mm. So boundaries are parameters for how to operate in relationships. And all of us have different types of boundaries. Um, and each relationship may have a different type of boundaries. And we really create boundaries to feel safe in our relationships and in our surroundings. And it's a very good practice for mental health and wellness and self-care. And you said that people have different boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Because this um, is an, is sort of an important thing because like in a, for I'm just going to go to an extreme example, like when it comes to cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some things some people consider cheating mm-hmm. and then other things others don't. Is there a right or wrong to that? Um, no, I, I would just say you probably need to be in a relationship with someone who thinks like you, because there are other people who likely think that this thing is cheating and this is not. And that's a very important thing to discuss in relationships upon meeting people, because when we assume that this person knows what cheating is, we may be assuming wrong because we'll be like, oh, no, you can't like this, you know fitness models pictures on Instagram and send her DMs and that's not okay, right? But that has never really been stated. And that's one of those things that I talk about in the book that you have to talk about social media usage with your partner. You have to talk about like what's appropriate. Should you be following exes on social media? Should you comment on a potential person you could be attracted to If someone sends you a message, should you let me know? Like those things are really important. So we're not assuming that we're on the same page because we may not be. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, when do you think those conversations should happen? Like, should they happen when you're first getting into the relationship? Should they happen like as these things arise? Like what? I would say when you're first getting into the relationship, I think that's when it's really important to figure out if you can be in a relationship with this person. Um, I remember this episode of Fresh Prince when Will was dating, um, I think it was Vivica Fox. And she told him, like, don't make any eye contact with any women. Just hold your head down. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that episode. (laughs) Oh, you know, I think she set a very clear (laughs) boundary of like, do not look at any woman. Okay, just (laughs) hold your head down. Um, That was a little extreme, but I think sometimes we need to be clear about what we think is potentially harmful to the relationship. And there may be some people who say, well, I don't care if my partner follows you know, these people and comments on, you know, certain posts and things. But there are others who are like, no, that's 
completely inappropriate. You should not be talking to some person from high school about their relationship. Like, you know, these are things that are really important to kind of talk about before they become a problem because you don't want to get to the point where it's already an issue. And now this person might have an attachment to the situation. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because, and I think sometimes the the conversation can feel awkward. Um, do you suggest it sort of just be like, do you think that people need to have this, hey, let's sit down and discuss boundaries or can it be just sort of like in a casual way? Like I talked to my boyfriend in the beginning and just sort of throughout, I was like telling him threesome stories, not about me, but other people's threesome stories. And then just was like, oh, FYI, like I would never be okay with that (laughs) (laughs) as like sort of my little, you know, way to make it a casual kind of thing versus, hey, don't ever suggest a threesome to me because blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not good with sharing. And and that's like really my reason. I'm like, I don't mind anybody else doing whatever they want to do. I'm not good at sharing. So like, that's where it would come up for me. Um, But I kind of like slid it in there. I think just having general conversations bring up opportunities to have different conversations about boundaries. We watch so many things on TV. We read so many things. And in those situations, we can certainly have some, you know, back in the day, it was like after school moments where you watch this thing and then it's like, now talk about it at home with your family. It's like, okay, now we've watched that. You see what happened with, you know, whoever and whoever, let's talk about it. Um, not necessarily having to have, you know, let's go to dinner tonight and have the boundary conversation. (laughs) Um, I have yet to do that. Um, but I've certainly just like wiggled it into conversation very organically. Like, you know, um, these are the things I'm into. These are the things I'm not, you know, in newer friendships, I've told people like, Hey, like, I don't like people to pop up at my house, (laughs) you know, just, you know, because I think people need to know that. Like if you're in the neighborhood, you know, sure. Like call me, but please call me. Like, don't just show up at my door and be like, I was outside. Like why? You know? So I, I just want people to know in advance. So if it happens, you're not like upset at me that I'm like, Oh girl, not a good time. You know, you already know that, you should probably call. Like there are just certain things about us that is really helpful for people to know to be in a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your book, you discuss some ways that people violate our boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, could you run through some of them, especially in relationships? Because I think some people literally don't know if their boundaries are being pushed or violated as, as you know, you, uh, reference, um, what are some ways? Well, in dating relationships, I think a really big way is pressuring people for sex. Um, when Mm -hmm. someone says no, I think that has to be accepted. Um, and I don't think people should be shamed for saying no, and they shouldn't be threatened in their relationships for saying no, like, you know, silly things. Well, What am I supposed to do if you don't do it? You know, just all of these sort of things where people may feel really pressured to have sex with a partner. It is okay to say no and for that to be respected because we don't always feel like having sex. And, you know, that should be something that's honored. 
our time because sometimes there are people who get very upset if you don't answer their phone calls or if you don't do things for them and they want an explanation and not just an explanation, but a very valid one. Um, And so I think that's another big way in relationships that we violate other folks' boundaries. Um, Sharing with them at times where they may not be able to handle it. I was just talking to someone and they said that they would answer the phone and they could be in a grocery store and this person in their life would just start talking about this heavy stuff and they're like, in the grocery store. Yeah. (laughs) Can I I get a warning that we're going to this? (laughs) You know, so... Um, and I remember having those conversations early on, like if, if you're out with your friends, we're not going to be like text fighting, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll table it and we'll, you know, wait till we get home because it's really important to talk about reasonable ways to communicate in a relationship and things that don't work, how you'll discuss agreements, how you'll discuss those um, disagreements with other people, because sometimes a boundary violation could be your partner sharing things that happen in your relationship with their friends or their family or even your mm-hmm. friends. Um, I've experienced that where, you know, a friend's partner has called me and I'm like, oh, I'm not on your side. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know you thought that I cared. And yeah, could, my friend could have be ro- been wrong, but yeah, I'm not on your side. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> And something in your relationship, like this is completely, I didn't even know about this yet. You know, it's like, whoa, like this is your private information. Like, I don't even know how to bring this up to my, like, to me, that is a boundary violation. And I think sometimes in our relationships, we have to be very clear about what's off limits and um, sharing that in a way. Like if we get into a fight, please don't tell all of your friends, let's, Talk to me about the issues you're having with me first before sharing it with your mom or your friends and that sort of thing. So it's not like they're troubleshooting our issue and I haven't had the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Aish, do you think that you have had sort of your boundaries pushed or or where do you sort of struggle with the boundaries issue? I mean, I definitely have, but... A lot of my issues in the past, especially as well, have been like not setting them in the first place. So, and not even knowing that they were until the things were happening and then not knowing how to handle it after the fact. So, and what were some of those things that were happening? Oh, God, what were some of the things? Um. <laughs> Nedra, I'm wondering about. You know, again, like we, I, I often tell the the story on the podcast of I was in an actual abusive relationship mm-hmm. that was like a physical, mental, emotional, you know, ab- ab- abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's a very clear, okay, boundaries are being violated. But I think there are so many more casual ways nowadays that that a lot of this happens. Like, for example... The even this relationship status kind of thing, right? Like nowadays, a lot of people are just hanging out and and some people don't really want that. Is that considered sort of a boundary to set that it's like this is what I need in a relationship in terms of commitment, uh, the status and yeah, commitment. 
Yeah, it is a boundary. And I, and I think a beautiful way that we may dishonor our boundary is being in a relationship who is with someone who is clear about not wanting to be in a relationship. Because sometimes boundaries are with other people and sometimes they're with ourselves. So if someone is clear to you that they don't want to be in a relationship, have they violated your boundary? Or are you violating your own boundary because you want to be in a committed relationship? I love the way you frame that, that sometimes it's like that personal accountability issue of like, were they, because we often like blame the other person, Mm -hmm. right? We often go, that person isn't giving me what I need. It's kind of like, well, are you giving yourself what you need Mm -hmm. by engaging with them? I love that. And I get Um, it. And we really like people. It's like, oh gosh, let me, let me wait for them to change their mind and want to be more serious. And, and you could do that. You can do that. You can change your mind and maybe say, I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily needing to be committed right now because I want to wait for this person. But to charge that person with being dishonest or violating a boundary and they're being clear, it is now on you to really manage your own boundary and figure out what you want to do with it. Do you want to continue with the boundary? And if so, what does that look like in this relationship? Perhaps we can't have it. If if your boundary is you want to be committed and this person isn't willing to commit. That's a, yeah, I love that. That's a really great point. Um, you know, you mentioned the Vivica A. Fox thing and that got me <laughs> sort of thinking a little because, okay, I actually, I have a girlfriend who, who did that with her, um, her partner where it was very like not allowed to look anywhere else. Mm-hmm. How much of, like, how much of it is also sort of a person's insecurity? When mm-hmm. is it that your boundaries are not actually being pushed and it's, like, kind of on you? Because if I flip it, it sounds controlling. Mm-hmm. Like, I had an ex. You know, I was with somebody for four years. And he never told me this. But it, we would be, you know, we were very young. At the time, I'd be in, like, a club And no fail, there was a fight would break out because I would just be standing there. Somebody might glance my way. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why the fuck are you looking at my girl? And it became a a fight. Mm -hmm. And so it just eventually just became where I just stopped going because I was like, I'm not going to instigate fights all all the time. It kept feeling like I was the problem. And also like, you know then he became like, oh, you can't hug people at networking events. And I used to be a publicist at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And and it was just, I mean, you could say, is he setting a boundary? Or or is that that person's issue with being controlling? Is there a fine line to that? Yeah. So in the book, I talk about unreasonable boundaries that in relationships, sometimes we are setting unreasonable boundaries. Like if you're a publicist, a part of the job is, you know, you're, you're schmoozing, you're, you're hugging people. Everyone is doing this and you are the only person who can't. Is that even a reasonable boundary? Is that acceptable in your field? Is it acceptable to never look at a woman. I, if you remember that episode, Will couldn't do it. Like he could, he needed to look up and order his baked potato or something. And he like, <laughs> looked, the one. <laughs> yeah, like he couldn't even maintain that because it was so unreasonable. Like, how do I order my food? Like, I can't even, you know, 
And she's like, what you, and he's like, okay, I back down. Like, it's so unreasonable to maintain that it's like this, you know, perhaps it is this other person. Is that a boundary or, well, maybe it is, maybe it's a rigid boundary where it's just like super strict. It's for, for your partner to be able to keep all of these people away from you because other people are dangerous. And that's not necessarily true. Some people can be, you know, there are certainly some people who would be super attracted to you and inappropriate, but everyone, no, not everyone. Um, and so it's really about when your boundary bumps up against someone else's boundary, really considering like, are we being reasonable in our boundaries? Are the boundaries healthy or are they rigid boundaries? Are we asking people to do things because of our experiences in the world? Are we being jealous? Are we being insecure? Or is this a real thing? Yeah, because it, it is something that we have to really question all the time, mm-hmm. especially I feel like in relationships and with social media, like you said, you know, because it can go so so quickly the other direction of you're just controlling somebody's behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, why, you know, because Aisha sort of mentioned this, I've struggled with this, where you don't realize your boundaries are being pushed until afterwards. Mm. Um, and and half of the problem is us just not being able to set them. So why is it so hard to set healthy boundaries? Or why don't we? We are hyper-concerned about the reaction from other people, typically. We create these huge stories, this anxiety around how they might respond, how they might feel, what'll happen in the relationship, how they'll retaliate. Like we create a whole M. Night Shyamalan scenario. (laughs) And it's like, they just said, okay, like none of that stuff happened, but we have like this whole scenario of what they could say, what they would think. And it really gets in a way of us just advocating for ourselves and just saying it. And so we're thinking about the boundary for a very long time. And so what I find is when people finally set a boundary, they typically go full aggressive. Mm. It's like they typically go like, I'm tired of you asking me. And it's like, whoa, how long have you been sitting on that boundary? It's like, You've been sitting on that boundary for years. <laughs> that used to be me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you get to that boiling point instead of saying the first time when someone is late, hey, I really wanted to get to this on time in the future. Please plan ahead so we can get there on time or we could drive separately. I just want to <laughs> be there on time, mm-hmm. you know, and not letting it get to the point of, oh my gosh, they're always late. I'm so tired of them. Why are they like, you know, like this, this big thing? How do we manage issues before they become these big, overwhelming problems with people? So saying it right away is best. Saying it early in a dating relationship is best. Um, Saying it, you know, when it's happening or soon after is really good. And if you just need to do some boundary cleanup in some of these old relationships that you have with people, 
saying it right now today and doing it small. You know, we don't have to, you know, make a boundary for everybody in our life and then call each person and say, here's your boundary. Here's your boundary. You get a boundary. You get a boundary. We don't need to do that. But maybe the next encounter we have with them, we could just share a, a little bit of a boundary. And the way that we can make it easier is just to use one sentence. Sometimes we're really overthinking what to say. We mm. want to give a whole four-page letter when it's one sentence. We want to speak in paragraphs when it's just one sentence. We know what we want, and we just need to say that one thing. That's it. We don't need to give a lot of backstory, why we feel this way, how on September 5th, your stomach was hurting, and you know all of this stuff. And it's great. It's great if you're writing a book and you need to feel space. But when you're talking to people, just tell them what the solution is. And that solution is the boundary. A lot of times we talk about the problem. Here is the problem with you. And this is my, and it's like, okay, that's like really great. We got the problem down. What is the one sentence solution? I would like for you to blank. I need blank. Would you help me with blank? That's it. Oh, I, you, you know, the listeners can't see how hard I am nodding because, uh, that used to be 100% me. Like I did years of therapy to learn how to set boundaries and figure out why I wasn't. And I ended up calling some of my exes once I got to a point and for, that's another story for the next episode about forgiveness, but I was like calling them to basically say sorry for some of the, you know, the distanced relationship I had created. But I remember for for one of them who was a really close friend before we dated, I was like, hey, you know, was there anything I could have done to improve? And he had said, if you had just set out the, the like, you have certain expectations, but you never set it mm. until like you blew up. And, and then he's like, so, you know, if you kind of set that up, somebody would know what they have to like work within. And I don't know, Aisha, is this sort of also you where for me, I didn't know what I was feeling. So even though when the boundary, you know, the boundary was being pushed, I didn't know. So I kept thinking I was a problem and I'm a thinker. So I would go back and think about it for two weeks going like, wait, analyze the situation. Like, was it really, was it me? Maybe I'm too sensitive. Maybe it wasn't. And then by the time I've like come to realize it's a problem, it's like two weeks later and that person doesn't know. And then I've just unloaded a bunch of shit on them. Mm -hmm. I mean, Aish, do, do you, is that, does that sound like <laughs> no, I mean, yes, but no, <laughs> I, I mean, I do the same thing. Like for me, a lot of the times I'll like, I'll know that it's bothering me, but I won't say anything because I just have such issues with like confrontation or like, I just want everything to be cool. Or I'm like, I just want to make sure that like, I don't know, I'm not coming off crazy or whatever. So like a lot of it, it was just me holding myself back so that I can maintain some sort of whatever fake fantasy world I was creating. <laughs> yeah. Nedra, so do you, do you find that a lot with people, like the people pleasing? It, it, does it come down to really just like low self-worth in a sense, like that we don't know 
either what we're feeling or that if we tell somebody how we feel that they will reject us? Mm. I wouldn't say low self-worth necessarily, because I would think people who who think highly of themselves could still have issues with setting boundaries because you can have high self-worth and be a people pleaser. Mm. So it's not like you have to have low self-esteem and lack self-love and necessarily I think it's really hard to communicate with people. And that's why we have a thousand books on the subject of communication because it's not the easiest thing to do. And many of us have not mastered it. And so we will continue to have a thousand books on the topic because we're still learning how to communicate with people. And the really interesting thing about communication is it's different in every relationship. And so the the problem we typically have with communication is we apply every everything to the same in, in the same way with different people, right? So it's like this is how I talk to people. It's like, well, you can't talk to your mama like that. You can't talk to your partner like that. That's how not that's not how Tiffany needs to be, you know, like so everybody needs something a little different. And we don't really like that. We really like to, to do everything the same across the board. And that typically does not work. And so that's why our boundaries will be different because there are some relationships where people just get it. I mean, a lot of my friends, we have a lot of the same boundaries. So when people do stuff, it's like, why would they do that? But those are our boundaries. I found them. You know, we probably bonded over you. You know, like we... We get it, right? But there are other people who who are in our lives that we love dearly that we have to share these little things with that we think are like, why don't people just know this? It's like, it's just us. (laughs) You know, it's just us because this is the way we think. So the boundaries that we need with people are not always common sense. It's really based on, you know, what we expect, our upbringing, what we've learned, what we're comfortable with, all sorts of things. Um, It's not necessarily um, something that other people should know or would know. And you could have a very lovely partner and they may still need to know some of your boundaries. They may not be perfect in the area of blank, but they're really good in this area. And so it still makes sense to communicate boundaries in all of your relationships. And I know that 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 people pleasing part of us is just like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say? And, you know, we really, we really can't predict that. We cannot predict. And sometimes in my sessions with my clients, I'll go through the whole gamut of, well, maybe they were thinking this. Yeah. Maybe they were thinking, and we'll go. And then after a few minutes, I'm like, you know, maybe they were thinking none of it. And we don't know. Like we don't know. And we could sit here for your whole 50 minutes and kind of brainstorm what people who aren't here were thinking. Uh, (laughs) Or we could talk about what you could do, you know, like, because we don't know. And sometimes, you know, one of my favorite movies is Forrest Gump. I watch a lot of movies, if you can't tell. But one of my favorite movies is Forrest Gump. And the thing I love about Forrest Gump is he typically wasn't thinking very deeply about any of these great things he did. Right. Like he was just doing stuff. He was just like, you know, he just ran across the country. He just became a, you know, master fisherman. He just, you know, became the smoke spokesperson for this t-shirt line. Like he just became this football star. Like he wasn't thinking deeply. And so in the movie, when people are like, 
you know, what was the meaning of you running? He's like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And when he stopped running, they're like, why are we stopping? He's like, I want to go home. Like it's, it's, we cannot guess. They're thinking it's this deep meaning. It's this movement. He's, you know, and he's like, no, like I just put these shoes on and I want it to run. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great example actually. Cause you know, is there, is there a way for people to identify that a boundary is being broken? Like, is it just a feeling? Like for me, it was I just like not justifying it, kind of like what you said before, Scump, like not overthinking it. I was just like, I had to train myself to be like, mm, yeah, that doesn't feel good. I don't know if I'm overthinking it. I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel good. Yeah. I, I think that's a beautiful way to discover boundaries, to really tap into what we're feeling when you're feeling resentful, when you feel like, oh, I don't like this, or I would prefer that, or I'm uncomfortable. Those are the places where you may need to set boundaries. When someone, you know, you go out to eat and you order a cheeseburger and they bring your sandwich back with no cheese. And you're like, hmm, I really want a cheese, you know, which is delight my whole spirit. You know, that's a a beautiful (laughs) time to just go ahead and say to the waitress, excuse me, this is not what I ordered. Can you please put cheese on this sandwich? But there are a lot of people who have an issue with doing that. Yeah. Yeah. They'll say, oh, I'll just eat it. And not, and like how I like how you said it in a very polite way, right? Because sometimes in our heads we think, oh, if I'm setting a boundary, I have to do it in an angry way. Like there's a way to not tell the waitress, excuse me. Yeah. I asked for cheese. Can you please get get me the get me the manager? Get me it's like we don't need to do all that. <laughs> <Yeah. politely. laughs> and, and just be like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like maybe, you know, the the I think there's a mistake in the order. I was really hoping for cheese today. Is it possible to get that? Like mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and I think people do think when you say boundary that you're going full like full throttle. And it's like, no, you could just make a statement like, hey. Can you give me some cheese, please? Thank you. Just ask for it like you asked for ketchup. I wanted cheese on here. Can I get some cheese with this? Thank you. This is a this might sound like a dumb question, but I'm gonna ask it. Um does does it mean if you have to set boundaries in your, let's say a partnership, you're in a partnership. Does it mean that if you have to set boundaries that that's a bad relationship? Like should the person just know and not violate your shit? No. Assuming that your partner is a mind reader is one of the worst things we do in relationships. And it really, um, you know, they say that communication, infidelity, and finances are the top three reasons that people get a divorce. I would kind of roll into all of those things, a lack of communicating our needs and expectations with people. I need you to set a budget for our family. (laughs) I need you to be uh, faithful in this relationship. And these are the way that we practice faithfulness. And these are the things that you should not, you know, so I I think there is a lot of expectation and needs that's not discussed because we're assuming that people are aware of these things when they are not. And it doesn't make them a bad person. 
it's like, you know, if you think about your body, when you have a stomach ache, who is the only person that knows? You. And any other time you have something going on in your body, who is the only person that knows? You. And so if you need someone to give you Pepto-Bismol, you say, hey, can you bring me some medicine? You don't expect them to look at you and say, "Mm, through my spider vision, I can tell that you're needing some Imodium. (laughs) It's like, no, it is the same way with boundaries. Can you help me with the dishes, honey? Because it's on your mind. Even if the dishes are sitting there, it's on your mind. So just say it. Yeah, because I think a lot of, you know, like as millennials and and a lot of our friends and, and Gen Zers who this podcast is sort of geared to, towards, are your friends get in your head, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you had to tell somebody you were dating that this behavior needed to change, people will be like, red flag, you shouldn't have had to tell him that or or her that or them that. And it's like, well, I mean, how would they have known? At least give them a chance mm-hmm. to change it. Mm-hmm. And if if it doesn't change, then you could say, okay, this this boundary keeps getting violated. There's a problem. But sometimes like I've I've learned like it's kind of it's okay. Like not everybody's gonna know all the ways to deal with things all the time. Yeah. I, I think, you know, a part of a committed relationship is a commitment to continuing to learn each other. You know, I'm not the same person I was when I met my husband and he's not the, you know, he, he said something about us, you know, when we were younger, I say, when we were younger, speak for yourself, you know, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, yeah, we change, you know, we even change in this relationship. We change as, as people, you know, I can't imagine people dating in their twenties are the same as when they're 30 and 40 and 50 and 60, you know, certainly you have shifted as a human being and your boundaries in the relationship need to reflect that. And so even if you did discuss boundaries in, in 1999, you may need some new boundaries in 2022. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. discuss new uh, boundaries in 2020 when you met them, <laughs> you know, you may need some new boundaries in, you know, 2023. So it's, it's an evolving process because so many things are different and you could have changed. You know, there are people in, in all types of relationships where we talk about, you know, you talked about fidelity a bit earlier where, you know, some people maybe in the beginning, they're a little more flexible. Like, I don't care if you deal. And, and as soon as that starts to bother you at any point, you could say, hey, I, I know that, you know, in 2021, I said, this is not an issue, but mm. today it is an issue for me and I would like to discontinue the practice of blank. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You know, before we get into just, uh, you know, some tips of how to set them, you, you mentioned in your book that there are six types of boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, Could you just sort of like run through them? Doesn't have to be in super detail, but Mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, tease people of what these six boundaries are so that they can identify it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and then, you know, the, just, just some tips on how, how do we go about setting boundaries? Okay. So the six, and I'm just going to list them. Um, I don't want to go into great detail, but the, Mm One is physical boundaries, and you spoke about that earlier. That's, you know, the sexual piece, your space, 
Um, it is violated by assault, by touching, by being too close to people. Um, the next one is sexual. And that's where we are predatory with other people when we are talking about their body in ways that could potentially make them uncomfortable. Intellectual is folks' thoughts and ideas. So when we're telling people that's stupid, you know, that's not a very kind thing to say. And that is a violation of someone's intellectual boundary. People do not have to think like us to be able to exist in the world. Now, we don't want people out here with harmful, dangerous thoughts, um, but we also can let people wear white shirts just because we don't wear white shirts, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get into situations where you're not determining what everyone else could do because it's, you know, what you should do or this sort of thing. Emotional, that's when you're sharing your feelings and you should be allowed to share your feelings in relationships. The feelings should not be dismissed. They shouldn't be minimized and they should not be ridiculed. So not telling people, oh, that's silly. You shouldn't care or you should think this way about it or this is how you should feel. Why are you crying? All of those things are boundary violations. Um, Material. And that's where we get into the possessions, our, our things, our money. So when we're loaning things to people, we're giving Um, our possessions to people, how those things are treated. When we give someone, you know, um, hey, you can borrow my shirt, the expectation is they bring it back in the state that it was given to them, right? So if they bring it back and it got a big stain on it, they have now violated some sort of boundary. And, you know, hopefully they'll make amends and say, I'll take it to the dry cleaners. And sometimes people say, I don't know what stain you're talking about, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That, I know those people. Yeah, that was there when you gave it to me. It's like, what? I gave you a shirt with a big stain on it that I didn't notice. <laughs> yep. Um, time. Time is the biggest way that we violate our own boundaries and that other people violate boundaries. Um, this shows up a lot in the way that we, we mentioned some examples earlier when people just fall and dump on you. They don't know place, time or anything. They just start saying whatever they're going to say. Um, sometimes when, when you're adding more things to your calendar that you really do not have the time to do, those are all ways that we mismanage time. And sometimes the violation is allowing other people to mismanage our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are, I mean, the, it's great for people to know that those are, you know, examples of and the types of boundaries um, so that they can be conscious of it as they're mm-hmm. experiencing it. So, you know, as we wrap this episode, Nedra, you got to leave us with some things. Like how, what the fuck do we do a- aside from getting your book, which everybody really, really should. It's it's an amazing book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, uh, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. Um, and I know you mentioned some things in there uh, which are very tangible. Can you sort of give a little tease to our audience of what what actionable steps can can we take? Well, I mentioned one earlier. My biggest tip is to keep it simple and to not um, overthink the boundary. Sometimes um, people in my community on Instagram will say, "How do I tell my um, How do I tell my partner that?" I don't want to have sex tonight. And I, I'll say something like, you already have the words. I don't want to have sex tonight. Mm. But we're trying to find something more perfect than that. Like, what can I? And I'm like, that is it right there. It's right in that sentence. Just take the how do I tell part off and you already have what you need to say. 
So most of the time we were thinking about like, what do I say when blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm thinking. That's probably it. (laughs) It's like, you've already got it. So just, you know, I don't know, just have a neutral face, make sure you're in a good, you know, good location, that sort of thing. And go ahead and say it. Don't yell it. Don't name call. But it's, it's probably in you already to say the thing that you want. And there is, you know, um, little that I can give you in way of what to say um, better than what you just said. So really try to keep it simple. And what about like, you know, for, for people like Aisha and I who, who have, have struggled with this and especially that first time, you know, the first time you're training yourself to set boundaries mm-hmm. feels so fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I still set them and sometimes I go back. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm such a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Oh, my God, they're going to hate me. Yeah. Like, how do you deal with that feeling of discomfort and sometimes even fear after? Yeah. Um, you know, I think you have to take care of yourself and you have to do some things that make you feel better. Sometimes that's journaling. That's phoning a friend, talking through those feelings with a therapist reassuring yourself that you're not a terrible person from for for having a boundary. You really have to break the mindset that you're doing this bad thing because it's really not a bad thing. Um, unless you're creating like rigid boundaries with someone, then that would, you know, maybe that would cause some discomfort. But what you're doing is healthy by saying to someone, this is what can happen and this is what cannot happen because Boundaries are really a way for you to preserve the relationship. I always say, I do not set boundaries in relationships I no longer care about. I just Mm. don't. I'm done with the relationship. So (laughs) there's no boundary needed anymore. (laughs) So if I'm I'm placing a boundary in a relationship, it's because I love, I care, and I'm trying to maintain something here. So this is a house of me trying to have this in a very nice place. When you see no boundaries, please know that we are done. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yes. Um, Nedra, thank you so much for being uh, on Kind of Dating with us. I know you're here for another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we wrap up, we are always uh, we do a segment called Six Questions with all of our guests. Um, we ask the exact same six questions to everybody. Um, and, you know, we will not uh, try to give too much feedback or anything in between. It's just sort of a rapid fire kind of thing. Um, Are you ready for your six questions? Yes. All right. Uh, Nedra, take your time. (laughs) Your time. Go ahead. So, Nedra, what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Their hands. Oh, good one. Uh, What is one deal breaker? Deal breaker. Um, don't like 90s R&B. <laughs> <laughs> 100. Yeah. Who the fuck doesn't? Um, what turns you on? Um, people who are knowledgeable. It's mm, a good one. Uh, what are one of, what is one of your strengths and your weaknesses in relationships? Mm-hmm. Gosh, I feel like you should ask my partner my strength. <laughs> um, my strength. Um, I 
my strength is that I cannot see my weaknesses. <laughs> That's how we'll answer on a job interview. That's my strength hilarious. is that <laughs> I work too I hard. It. I love it. <laughs> my weakness, my weakness at, I know. My, my weakness at job interviews, when everybody's just asked that, I'd be like, I'm not a morning person. Oh. As like, I'm not giving anything away that would screw me over. I love that. That's a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, what is love? Oh, um, you know, it looks different. Sometimes it's, you know, cutting on the kettle for me. Sometimes it is talking to me and giving me a hug when I need it. Sometimes it is listening to understand. It is so many things at different times. Um, and it's evolving because you need different things. So, you know, Back in the day, love was, you know, and, and now is like, I, I have like 12 things that need to be met. So it's, you know, it's mutual respect. It's listening. It's, you know, um, allowing, allowing me to have, you know, some autonomy in the relationship. It's being supportive. It's all those things that I've, that I've mentioned so far and probably a few more. And our last favorite question, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Get more sleep. <laughs> I have two little kids. So if you just were like, get more sleep, I'd be like, oh, Teddy P. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. just... <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Get um, more sleep in 90s R&B and you got a happy girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the combo right uh and with good hands um <laughs> nedra thank you so so much for being on the show with us today uh how can everyone find you your book once again guys set boundaries find peace a guide to reclaiming yourself how can everyone find all of that yes i am one Instagram at Nedra Tawab, on Facebook at Nedra Tawab. I am most present on Instagram. I also have a website, nedratawab.com. And my book is available everywhere books are sold. Friends, we will have all of this in the description of this episode. And make sure you follow Nedra's boundary rules on her Instagram because you're specific about how people can contact you and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. which I fucking adore Mm -hmm. um so thank you so much for for coming on and again guys get the book uh friends thank you for downloading this episode if you could please follow us on social media we're at kind of dating across the board aisha where are you at i am at aisha says dance across the board i am at natasha chandel on instagram natasha underscore chandel on twitter natasha dot chandel on tiktok once again if you could please tell a friend and rate and review this episode wherever you get it we would be so grateful also, send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producer is Adam Pineless, and our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.